So as David said, we've been doing sort of this sort of mini series on praise. So who was listening last week and remembers the, the word we use for praise the Lord? Oh, good. <laughs> you were listening. So um, the title of this one is Taste and See. And for, I guess, a lot of people at this service, you might be familiar with that phrase. We've used a version of it when we used to do the, the service from the BAS, the Book of Alternative Services. Um, I am the bread of life, says the Lord. And we did it after, after, just before the breaking of the bread. I am the bread of the life, says the Lord. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He, he will never thirst. And the response was, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are they who trust in him. So if you've been coming for a long time, you're familiar with, with that particular phrase or a version of it. Now, if you have your a Bible handy or if you've got an app with, uh, with a Bible on it or Bible Gateway or something, you may want to pull up Psalm 34. Now, there's one sort of interesting side note on Psalm 34. Um, it's what they call an acrostic poem. And that's a liter literary device. What it means is that each line of the psalm begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So the first line would start with our equivalent of A, the second with the equivalent of B, and on like that. I'm taking the words of higher-ups on that because I don't read Hebrew. Now, the other interesting thing, if you've got your Bible with you, is this psalm has a subscript just under the heading. A lot of psalms have them, but they're usually fairly short. They may, might say, of David, or they might say, for the director of music, or they might include um, a musical setting or an instrument to be used. But this one has a fairly interesting one. It's quite specific. So if you don't have that, the subscript is of David. When he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he left. So that's a fairly specific and somewhat odd subscript. But this actually happened. You can find an account of it in 1 Samuel um, chapter 21. Um, David had fled from Saul. He was falling out with Saul, so he fled and went, for some reason, to the Philistines. And he hid in with uh, Achish, the king of Gath. So while he's there, some people recognize him and begin to comment that this is David um, from, from Judah big important person. So he was afraid, so, and so what he decided to do was pretend that he was mad. Start drooling, making marks on doors, and they drove him out because they didn't want a madman there. That is actually in the Bible. Now it has a different king, it has King Achish versus Abimelech, so I don't know if the psalmist or the writer of 1 Samuel got the name wrong, or it worked really well once, so David tried it again and it didn't get recorded. But regardless, this psalm is based on a specific story. But it is important to the psalm because this is a psalm of thanksgiving. Now, it is not just a general thanksgiving. It is a specific 
thanksgiving, a thanksgiving for this incident. It is a, a thanksgiving of the blessing that God gave David when he was in a very specific trouble, when he was away from his people and he was alone. So let's have a closer look at this psalm. So we start off with our exclamation of praise. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Extol just means praise enthusiastically. I'm going to praise God. And not only am I going to just think it, I'm going to say it. So I'm, this is something that the writer is doing continuously and out loud. He's not thinking his praise. He's not keeping it inside. He is telling people about it. I will extol it. I will have it always, always on my lips. And from there, he extends that invitation. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. So he's reaching out to people and saying, join with me in praising the Lord. And he's, he's specifically asking those who are afflicted, those who are in trouble, to praise the Lord. He's reached out to them to step up and rejoice. And then he tells them why. David, or the writer, whoever's writing, was one of them too. He was in trouble. It was God who saved him. So he's giving his example of why they should. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him from his troubles, etc. David was once this person. And he didn't escape his enemies because he was strong or a skilled fighter or he had a great army with him to rescue him. He was alone. He was among his enemies. He tried to be uh, anonymous, but that didn't work. He had nothing really at his disposal to escape other than to make himself look like a lunatic so, and trick his way out. But the point is, even alone, even surrounded by his enemies, he was not invisible to God. Away from his own country, trapped in a foreign land, God could still hear him. God would still save him. Then comes the invitation, the one that this is based on. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. This is more than the thanksgiving of a rescued person. This is our invitation to do the same. We have a testimony that this is true. We have the praise of the man who was trapped, and who put his trust in God. And that's the whole point of this, really. If we trust in God, we are blessed. If we look to God, we are visible to him. There is nothing we can do that will cut us off from God. All we need to do is look to him and trust. 
And that is, that is the fulfillment of the previous lines. David trusted and was saved. It can happen to us too. We just trust. Now, we live in a world where individual effort is prized. We give medals to people who achieve. We give prizes to people who achieve. If you're down on your luck, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. God helps those who help themselves. That's what we hear. That's what our society prizes, the individual effort. But this flips it. This psalm flips it. This isn't about the individual effort that got David out. They're not, this psalm doesn't sing the praise of David for being clever and getting himself out of a sticky situation. Instead, the glory and the praise is given to God for protecting him, for saving him from this situation. David may have used his brains, but God put it there, right? This was God's work to save David from the situation. And that's what we're being asked to do. Don't put our trust in ourselves. Just put it in God. Even when things seem hopeless, God can find us. We look to God. Our faces are radiant. We turn to God. He hears us. We cry out to God. He hears us. He helps us. In a few, a few weeks back, David, our pastor David, not David from the Bible, talked about something very similar, about not worrying about how we're going to get food, not worrying about how we're going to get shelter, not worrying about how we're going to get those things we need. The idea is we put our trust in God and God will provide. And we, for, we forget that this... This comes in the Psalms or, or other parts of the Bible as well. We're so used to Jesus teaching about that. The lilies of the field, you know, they, they toil, neither do they spin, and the birds of the air, and God provides for them. You'll remember, of course, you know, Jesus talking on the mountain. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor, depending on the version. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We don't need to worry about how we're getting out to this, of a situation. We trust in God. We follow the teachings of Jesus. We listen to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit who takes care of us. That's what this is about. When situations are troubling, those are the places for God to work. Call on God. He hears us. He'll lift us. He'll bring us back to him. We just have to remember and turn to him, no matter what our situation. So let's end with a prayer. Holy Lord, we thank you for the words of this psalm, that they remind us that regardless of our circumstance, we are always in your sight. When we cry out, you hear us. We ask you to help us have the faith of David so that we can put our trust in you rather than on ourselves, knowing that whatever happens, we can turn to you and you will lift us up. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.